welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. Today's episode of Bourbon Barrel Talk is brought to you by the Burkhart Company. The Burkhart Company is one of the preeminent companies for kitchens, bathrooms, and bars. Their team can take your concept from design to build and then install. With almost 50 years experience, you can trust their team with all of your home and business projects. Call Andrew or one of his team members at 502-587-1538. Hello and welcome back to Burn Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today we are back at the Burkhart Company and, 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 and it was a weird conversation. So we, we sat down and we talked for hours about, well, it felt like hours, but it really wasn't that long because it, we just had such a great time. But we talked about cabinetry and peerless and you know, how people get their bars and things like that. And I, I, I forgot that Andrew owned a coffee shop. And then we started talking coffee with John and, and, and like, it just went nutso. So fellas, welcome back. How's it going? John, Let's talk John coffee. brought beans. Yeah. <laughs> I brought beans and bourbon, man. Beans and bourbon. And, and there's a lot of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we own Pearl Street Game and Coffee House, which is a board game cafe in Jeffersonville, Indiana, by the walking bridge. It's one block to the left when you when you walk off the bridge. And we, from the beginning, wanted to do everything local. So we buy all our coffee local. We do our, um, our espressos from Sunnergoss. Our drip coffee is from Fonte. And when I found out that uh, through Scott about Stave and Bean, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I called Jordan, our manager. I said, dude, we have got to find out how to get this stuff. I didn't know I could just we could just buy it. I thought it was allocated like bourbon. <laughs> but but anyway, John, you, will you explain like the flavors that you have and how you do what you do? Yeah, no, absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah, so um, we, I started Staven Bean Barrel Age Coffee back in September of 2022. Uh, or I'm sorry, 2021. Right? Jeez, man. COVID's COVID, got COVID, man. COVID. Yeah, COVID, man. <laughs> COVID um, years. But uh, the idea kind of came along during COVID. You know, I had some free time working with the, the distillery. We never fully shut down, but I'm a huge coffee lover, right? I mean, think about how do you start your day? Cup of coffee, probably. Yeah, right? Well, Folgers says with well, Folgers in your cup. <laughs> <laughs> water. I, I go water, yeah. breathing, coffee. Be- exactly. Um, and so I just, uh, I was trying to figure out a way to repurpose some of these barrels that I go through at the distillery. Um, cause the, some of these barrels have great flavor profiles and aromas to them. I'm like, God, like I hate to just send these back. Like, what can I do to recapture this? And it, I don't even know how to explain it. Just click one day. I was like kind of just researching the internet, like small businesses, how people got started. And I see these coffees thing and like how absorbent coffee is and all this. I'm like, well, what if I put some coffee beans in some barrels and start, you know, just let them sit in there for a little bit before I roast them. Um, so I started off, I would just buy like 150 pound bags of coffee, like literally just know I'm going to take a, a loss on this. I'm just going to put it in some barrels and have someone roasted. And, uh, I, I'll never forget the first guy that roasted. I won't say any names or anything cause he's not in Louisville and I uh, don't even know if he wanted to be telling me, but I remember him just looking at me like, what the hell is this? Like, this is, this is so different, but really good. And for immediately I was like, all right, here we go. Um, now I ran into another friend of mine, Corey Welsh. Um, he lives in New Orleans. It's like one of the biggest coffee ports. He just happened to come in one day and he's like, what are you up to? And I'm like, oh, just been experimenting like barrel aging coffee. And like, I mean, didn't even take him 10 seconds. He was like, I'm in. Are you, do you want an investor in this? Like I live in New Orleans, I, coffee ports, like I love coffee. And uh, we just started got it hooked up. 
Um, great guy, man. Uh, we went 50-50 on the business. And uh, so basically what we do is we, we take green coffee beans. We'll put them in very unique specialty barrels. So I use peerless bourbon, peerless rye barrels. Um, we do Amaro barrels, vanilla extract, orange curacao, rum barrels. And we'll take different types of beans and put them in these barrels and help basically these uh, beans will absorb different flavor profiles, which then we'll take to a coffee roaster and have them roast. Do you put any liquid in with... The we don't we we don't physically put liquid in, but the barrels that we get, I mean, these things are sometimes fresh. they're super wet. Right? Yeah. yeah. So the benefit of my job of being like what I do is I have access to just very unique, very fresh barrels. Yeah. I mean, we take them off the dumping lines and we throw beans right so, in them. So when you say very wet, the the one thing I remember is growing up as a kid, uh, my dad owned Louisville Golf Club Company, which was a wooden golf club company, and they made uh, a putter out of wood out of a, a Jack Daniel's whiskey barrel. And when they would ship the barrels to Louisville Golf to make the putters, they would be very wet. They would have bourbon in them. Like, yeah. they would, I guess it would seep through during the different temperature changes. There would be, we could pour out, pour, we, it was enough to pour out. Absolutely. Yeah. And what you do is you let those barrels sit. If anybody ever gets one, let them sit. The summertime's the best. Let them sit in the hottest place, right? You want to sweat those barrels out, help that liquid just kind of come out. Um, and it's, it's freaking amazing. So, okay. So Illegal, I have it, but amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have not tried this yet, but, um, I, I'm about to place an order. I, what I would really like to do is at the coffee shop is, is week once a week or more is offer on certain days, a drip of these different, um, flavors and announce it on our social media. Absolutely, man. I mean, we so we have about right now. You know, it varies. We have anywhere from you know, ten to thirteen different products because we do like to rotate. We do like we we take pride in specialty barrels. We like these barrels to be different, unique. Um, but we have some great ones like the what you got right there. All right, that so one. I'm going to open up the Manhattan. Uh, go right go now. for I'm it. So smell it. Yeah. what's really cool is you know, and this was actually what I like to call a happy accident. So we came up with these different coffee blends. By pure luck from a friend of ours, Jessica Ann, also known as the Bourbon Insider. Oh, Jessica Ann. And yeah, yeah. She, so she works for a barrel company. And um, literally, we were like, hey, we, we're doing these different um, barrel age. And she's like, well, are you blending them? We're like, no. She's like, well, why don't you take this and this and call it that? And like a light bulb quit just like you know just click right on so what's the yeah. Ma- what is the manhattan so the manhattan is an amaro barrel age uh honduran bean that we get and then we blend it with the rye barrel age uh honduran bean which you know in cocktail kind of sense that's kind of like two of the ingredients that make up a manhattan so we're like well, let's do a whole cocktail line so we have the manhattan we have the sidecar with which is actually a costa rican bean that we aged in an orange curacao barrel and then blended it with the bourbon el salvadorian and we called it a sidecar this is uh, so this I've had the sidecar. Right. That's the only one that I've had of your yeah. all's product, and it was absolutely delicious. But man, this Manhattan smells special, dude. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, and we use uh, quills. Let me tell you, man, quills—they know their stuff. They're um, they're yeah, no doubt. Roasted. Quills is a very high end, yeah, place. Quills, no and um, you know, during the early stages, we talked to Fonte over at Fonte's Coffee, another great place. Like make make fantastic stuff too, as well. Um, but you know, we, we want to do a certain amount. Sometimes, you know, coffee places can't, can't live up or can't, they can't accommodate. They're they making their accommodate. own stuff. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So it was one of those things, you know, where, um, we still have them at Fonte's coffee. If we want to use them, we can, but we do quills, man. Quills does a great job. We work with uh, Brian Berkey and, um, Cameron down there. Great roasters, man. I mean, 
Talk about so hands You let on. Brian Buck, Bikey touch your stuff, man. I know, man, but you know, he's, he's got a, <laughs> you tell you what, man, that man's got a great palate, Dude, you know. Uh, one of the best palates in bourbon. Not also known as a band of bourbon. And coffee, too. And so. abandoned coffee on Instagram, yeah. too, man. Give him a follow. I mean, he's got, it's crazy um, going down there, and I love doing cupping sessions with them, and I'll bring them whiskey down. We'll do a little bit of both when, right. when we're down there, but yeah, it's, uh, and we work hand in hand, and so we do everything by hand, so I mean, I literally... I will load these barrels with beans. But the cool thing about it is, is what I think really makes us a little bit different from then, you know, any of the other, when we, I went down a rabbit hole, especially my business partner, there's about, you know, about 70 different barrel aged coffee companies out there. But I'll tell you what, none of the people that do these actually work in the industry, um, can handpick each and every barrel we use. But the cool thing is they don't just go sit in a coffee shop and sit on the floor in these barrels. I mean, I literally put these up in a rick house. And let no, them dude, age. and the fact that you let it age in one barrel and then move it to another barrel, that yeah. just shows how how much hand craftsmanship there is involved in this thing. Man. Yeah, it's very hands-on. Like I said, this isn't a big company. I mean, there is literally two of us that handle all of production. It's myself and Corey, my business partner, and he lives in New Orleans. So, I mean, he, he has to travel up here, do stuff. But it's the fact that we love it. And you can nerd out about coffee just as much as you whiskey. I mean... I remember, I mean, we all remember, right? You used to just throw some coffee grounds in a coffee pot, put on some water. Garbage. Get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a bunch of garbage. In the I am <laughs> literally weighing out my beans in the morning yeah. to my ratio of water to how hot I get it to what style of coffee I'm going to do. And it's, I mean, it's insane. I wish my coffee, my coffee uh, pot was that, that high tech where I could get the right temperature. <laughs> well, the, the, the beans are the most important thing. And, and I'll tell you, someone did Folgers in, at Burkhart the other day, and I literally just threw it in the garbage after I drank it because I was like, oh my gosh, there's no way people drink this. I, bought, I literally bought my distillery coffee, a coffee made everything and like show them like, here, here's a recipe. It's like, we're not doing Keurig anymore. I don't care. We're not, we're not drinking Keurig coffee here. Right. Yeah. And and you even can, I do go for a Keurig every now and then. I will say, I mean, every now and then you're in a pinch, you know, whatever. I just want a quick cup. Oh, yeah, no I'm, doubt. I'm not a complete snob when it comes to coffee, but there is an absolute difference from a slow drip to a French press to just everything everything about it. Actually, if you buy whole bean coffee and you grind it and you do a French press, you can do it for, for a decent price. Oh, absolutely. It's not all about – it's not that it's super expensive. To, and it's not like that this – these – it or might be that they've been aging in barrels, but I just mean in in general, a high end coffee doesn't have to be super expensive if no, you're buying not at all. it, yeah, um, and grinding it yourself. It's just the preparation and the work that you have to put into it. And I always tell people, people like, oh, well, it's so expensive because I mean, if you're really going to get into it, you want the right grinder, right? You don't want a blade grinder. You want to get you a nice burr grinder, get you a scale, get you a Chemex. But if you take all, even an espresso machine, I, I broke down, bought one of those, but. Seriously, think how many times you stop at uh, a Starbucks to right. get your coffee. I mean, probably depending on how much you go within a couple months, you, you, you you've already Starbucks you've already anymore. saved your money. You've already saved your money to whatever amount eight dollars you spend on a small coffee at right. Starbucks. Yeah, I mean, when I when I travel, um, if I leave Louisville, I will buy Starbucks when we're like pulling over on the highway. Um, and the only one of the things I like about Starbucks is that it tastes it's a little overly roasted and burnt and for some reason i kind of like that a little bit but i get it if i'm in louisville or anywhere near southern indiana i'm not i go to starbucks I'm, there's so many good coffee shops i'm a local guy yeah i go to starbucks i'm a 100 percent support local guy as i can be so no doubt absolutely yep and that's why we're 
going to do a collaboration. At least I know Pearl Street Game and Coffee House is going to buy something from Stave and Bean. And man, I, I'm I'll, excited about it. I'll tell you what, I mean, Super. You, you all can pick. I'll let you know the access of barrels we have. You can pick a custom barrel. Uh, I'll let you know what beans we can get. Like, if you want it, as long as you trust us. And the good thing is we'll pull samples during the aging process. So, I mean, we don't have a set time on how long each barrel ages. We go through, we pull samples, roast it. Like, all right, this needs a little bit more time. You know, I like where it's going. Let's do it a little bit longer. It can, it can definitely well, withstand it. And the one thing that we did that was, I think, really unique in the beginning when we decided to go with Leo Fonte is he basically create, he basically came into our facility with four different uh, single origin coffees. And he said, look, you guys drink these. And we invited our top customers in and it was at night. And he said, you guys taste these and you tell me what you like. And I'm going to blend a coffee that's just for you out of a single origin, a couple of them. And then what, one of the things that we have is called four corners and it's at, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a blend that our customers chose based on what he brought over. And I think that's really cool that we have our own custom blend. custom blend. And so what we can do here is like you just said, is we can offer what, what yours, what you have, show it to our customers and give you the feedback and say, you know what, this is what the Pearl street customers like. And I think that what you can say, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll make a stave and bean Pearl street version that is like the Manhattan or whatever whatever we like or if not that the customers might say keep it rotating because i want to try every one of these things it for a year maybe i don't know but i really really am excited that we are going to start offering something new and i think our customers will be excited as well i'm excited to hear the feedback on it seriously because like i said that's a good thing we just more than we have like I said, anywhere between 8 to 13 different coffees that we have at one time, we're always doing new stuff. So it's always about the positive feedback. Um, you know, I always say I'm a, I'm a big fan of constructive criticism. I want to know what you like, what you don't like. I mean, because sometimes you get caught up in your own what you like. You have to really think about the customers, not just yourself. We, we, we meet monthly with Mediara down in Jeffersonville who handles our, our website. And one of the things that we talk about on every meeting is what are we going to do with our um, Instagram and what I tell them all the time, I said, I want to talk about the collaborations that we do locally. And the reason why is because the whole point of Pearl Street Game and Coffee House for me is to build community. I want people to have face-to-face communication and be uh, around people because I think that's what makes us better people is being around people. And if we can do this and then we can have feedback on social media, then we can take this and make this a positive thing as we can build community through it. And I think that'd be a really fun thing to do. Yeah. One of the things I really enjoy about Pearl street is the fact that like, because of the gaming aspect of it, I'm a little bit of a nerd. I play magic and things like that, but we play a game called dominion. It's like a deck building game. I don't know if anybody knows what it is or not, but but anyway, we, we go down to Pearl street on Saturday mornings at, you know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning. And we'll play for an hour with a group of friends you know, because they're like, nobody wants, I'd be honest with you, for a while there, we, we just didn't want everybody at our houses and stuff. So yeah. we would just go down to Pearl Street, everybody hang out. We'd have some coffee, and we'd play, you know, Dominion for an hour or so, and then get out, you know, and Jordan would kick us out and be like, get out of here. You guys are eating up too much time. <laughs> we we have a there. new room now, though. We have a new expansion. So, you know, if you want to stay, you can stay. It's right. not, yeah, I like that, Scott. Dominion, so, Dominion's a great game. So so diving in on one of these the, these barrels, I mean, uh, samples you brought over here the sugar plum man oh yeah, my yeah. god which is crazy so the reason i brought that 
that one is. So that was the single barrel we did at the distillery. But I took that barrel. This is a rye. Yep. And okay. I did a, I did a, we are, I'm currently aging an El Salvadorian bean inside that barrel. So once again, like this is the cool thing about the job is I can taste some of these berries like, oh my God, I love that. Dude. You know what? I'm going to put some coffee beans inside that barrel. I, I can only imagine what these things are going to taste Man, like. Man, you it's, guys are so good at naming these. You I, say sugar plum and I drink it. I'm I, like, oh, sugar plum. That's what, amazing. These are Caleb's picks there at the distillery, <laughs> but hats off yep. to Peyton. Who works down there? Because, like I said, she has a main, like, we she love to give her a palette. Oh, man. And uh. she has more of a visual line. Like, so the funnest, one of the funnest things about our job is, you know, you got to think you've tasted through maybe 15, 20 barrels, pin on the day, and like what we really like the man is for. And then you're going to name these barrels afterwards, right. right? So you're sitting here with like four, not just co workers, but we're friends, man. And then, you know, you all got a little buzz and you're like, all right, let's, we're going to name these barrels. So, I mean, a lot of our names get shot down before the ones get approved. Um, so Peyton does a good job of kind of uh, putting that in perspective. Well, I mean, the the this this it's got name. some dark richness, like that plum. You get a little bit of plum. You get yeah. you definitely. I get almost like a creme brulee, like a weird like sugar, like caramelized sugar on the top, or brown sugar on the top of that. The too. first thing that hits your tongue is a sugar taste. Yes, but it's it and literally that's literally. In a bourbon, in the bourbon sense. Yes. But, but I will say, if you don't know anything about us, we do a strictly sweet mash compared to sour mashing. So our process is a little bit different too in that form, whereas we don't use the back set off the still. Where I can, you know, like um, a sour mash, then it'll take a good chunk of that off the still, that leftover water and grains, and put it back in their cooker and use it for the next Yeah, cook. but I didn't taste that in the Peerless um, rye. The, yeah, two right. different mash bills okay, uh, that gotcha. we use for them. Um, but like I said, hats off to the a lot of people. Like I said, speaking of you know you being um, a cabinet guy and things like that, the wood, the wood is what really is so unique. So like that eighty aging to ninety percent of the flavor comes yeah, from the wood. Comes from the wood. Now don't get me wrong, you can't start with bad distillate and put it in a barrel and be like, oh, this will be amazing. No, um, it's kind of like a you know a chain link. Every the weakest link, you're just good as the weakest link. So I mean, the distillate we put in there is freaking amazing. You know, hats off to Caleb and them um, with what they do down there, but the barrels man it's it's like tasting history right you're tasting what 78 80 year old trees um these oak trees and then each barrel you know is made of what 53 to something state 53 60 state something like that and then each stave didn't come for the same tree right the no, flavor depends on the rain the wind the rain the whatever percent and heck it could come from north carolina or missouri exactly, i mean when they, when they right? bring those staves in man they're brought in from all over the country oh yeah so it's kind of it's kind of weird you say that a burkhart company sometimes will do like a, something in white oak and we'll we'll go and we'll look at the oak that we're laying out and we'll go to stain it and we'll say man why is some of this taking this stain so so oddly well it's because it's 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 mixed it's they're different trees. Right. And, and I mean, our guy, Wes Mears, he says there's hybrids too. It's not like you can just say, oh, this is white oak or red oak. There's actually hybrids. It's, it's a thing. And you could, you could say it's white oak and might have a, a be, have a, be a hybrid. But, so when the stain gets applied to it, there's variation. And that's just the way wood is. But that's the beauty of it. Dude, that, it's it's that, absolutely you know, That's what makes it so amazing. Yeah, we ordered some hardwood floors, and we just had them installed recently. And, like, just the color variation between one board to the next, I was just like, man, it's crazy. that they, Like you said, it just takes on a different color. I mean, it, and it's all the same stain. And then it depends on the temperature. It's like, what temperature are you – What are you toasting your barrels? Are you doing yep. a, le- a different – level char level one two three and four like that's going to give you all different flavor profiles inside that wood and then you got to take the rig house in right the 
the aging process, like what temperatures, what levels are they on? So let's nerd out on that a little bit. Char, char factor, right? So a lot of places go with that three, three, four range. So I, I mean, I love an alligator char if, if done in the right type of barrel. I like that term. Alligator char, it's like char it. five. It's, yeah. it's, I get it's, it. It's, it's a crackly. I mean, and I don't know how many times you've seen this at a barrel, but I mean, when you see it, when you see a five, you know a five. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah. definite difference between a four and a five. What's your opinion on that, John? Um, so for me, uh, I like our philosophy. So we do a medium toast, right? So first we're going to, before we even char that barrel, we use Kelvin Cooperage, which they're, they're amazing. They still do everything by hand. A lot of the Cooperages use, um, you know, infrared or gas to char their barrels, whereas Kelvin likes to use all the leftover oak um, from the barrels that they're making, and that's how they make their fire pit. So it's all uh. natural heat they put inside of here. So they do a medium toast, which I absolutely love because, you know, you got to bring that wood to life first. I mean, think about it just like a marshmallow. Have you ever eaten a marshmallow just right out of the bag? It's pretty good. How much better is it when you slowly roast it, right? You get that sugar, that flavoring, kind of heated up, get those little yeah. small yeah. bubbling pores I'm not going. The, I'm not the catch it on. I don't like to just catch it on fire, fire? and eat it. I like to slowly yep. kind of. Slowly you know, turn it and get, get a little toastiness yeah. to it. Yeah, yep. if, you, if, it, if it's fully caught on fire, you messed up. Exactly. So yeah. you, you got you to gotta prime that wood first, man. You're going to open up those all, all those little small pores, bring some of that flavor to the surface. But when you come to charring, right, you don't want to burn that away, right, because there's only so much levels that it gets. I mean, in my opinion, char, I do like char 5, char 4, but depending on their style and how they do their barrels, sometimes I feel like it takes away a little bit from the the wood, the, the toasting part or, you know, the toasting part. So I really do like um, level 3 is the lowest I will go. So me, I'm more of a level 3, level 4, because you're still getting that charring level to give it some of the color, a little bit deeper flavor, but you're not taking away all that toasting. So, that so I guess did. the question is, the, the more it chars, is it? Does it take away the wood a little bit? I think it, I think it can take away some of the flavor that you may have done during the toasting period. But like once again, I'm no it's barrel. A, it's got to be a different flavor. This is all just it from is, my. You R&D. also get a lot more color out of a five. No, I, yes, will, I will exactly. say you get some no premature doubt. coloring out of fives and things like that. And I, I will tell you, like the the fives that I've had that I like the best are actually from a really really tiny cooperage out in Kentucky, Zach. I don't know if you ever had any of Zach stuff. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. So like I, I had a couple of uh, fives that were done, and, and they were very specific. Um, you know, barrels that um, a, a, a distillery did up in northern Indiana, and I was like, dude, like this five just hits different. Like it's just. And, and like I said, it could be, you know, the fact that it's Zach doing it versus, you know, Kelvin or what is it, Signo Moreau or something like mm-hmm. that. I mean, there's all, I mean, that's the other thing, man. There's a billion Cooperages out there and, 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 and wood makes a difference. So I tell what, people all the time. what's a five do to coffee beans? That's the question. That, I don't know. I've never had coffee that was done in a five. I don't think I have either. Oh, I don't know. I will. Well, I've done other barrel. Um, so the great thing about, I mean, I do more than just peerless bourbon, peerless rye barrels. I've done, uh, I've worked with some OKI, some Exuela rolling fork barrels. But you know what? I've never asked what the char level on those. And that's so interesting. Bring that up, I'm like, all right. Maybe you could maybe, make a Pearl Street one start. called the five. Well, the good thing is that uh, Andrew Weebrink. <laughs> you got to find somebody does a five first. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Cooperages, Andrew Weebrink, um, he works for ISC, in, Independent Safe Company. But he also owns with Jason Bronner, um, Buzzard Roost Bourbon. And ISC is great, man. They're really on the up and up on innovation. So they really do study the temperatures of heating up barrels, understanding like what levels of heat pr- provide what flavor. Um, they want to do uh, a certain type of coffee because they were like, well, we could design a barrel specifically to 
help absorb some of these coffee flavors you're looking for. Now, my guilty pleasure would be, and this is just me throwing a wild idea out there. You, you get a, If we can find a level five char barrel that was had some really good bourbon in it, and then give it to Turner, let Turner put some of that Barbados or some of the, you know, um, four square rum or something like that in there. Let yeah. it sit in there for, you know, four or six months and then put coffee in it. Dude, I'm yeah. telling you, all that sugar that comes off that rum and molasses and... Yeah, Scott, you're like an encyclopedia, man. You know, you you know, you know your stuff, man. I swear, it's awesome. It's great to listen to him. Talk. And I will say, when we were dealing with quills, we wanted to make sure that we weren't crazy. So, like, when, even before, like, we ever went down these huge roads, like, we brought them the same coffee beans before we barrel aged them and afterwards, just to make sure that, like, you know, like we weren't just like so, BSing out there, like, oh yeah, they're barrel aged, they're different. I mean, there is a huge difference depending on. Uh, we used the X Weller Rolling Fork Barrel for one of ours, and it was. Fantastic. You know how Ben and Jerry's does these crazy flavors and they have these crazy like logos and pictures and all that? Yeah. We could do like the Scott Minton uh, <laughs> 100%. coffee, whatever he says, we just try it and we just call it the Scott Minton. You know, the, the Scott Minton blend. Well, I'm drinking it. Uh, the Scott Minton podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Barrel and Bourbon podcast. Bourbon yeah. Barrel Talk. Bourbon the, barrel co- talk the, co- yeah. the, the coffee, the, and, and it, it's like the Pearl Street says, all right, here's what we're going to do. We want one. We want Scott to just do what he wants. And, and they, that's what we're going to serve. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I just, I think it would be great. And the only reason I say that is because anytime, you, if you can, especially like I said, you get a good quality bourbon or a good quality rye in one of those barrels, it's just, they hit different. Like that five hits different. And then like I can only imagine like after that, you put some of that rum in there. Um, and, I, and, I, and if I was even going to get crazy, I would say either Barbados or Costa Rican rum. Because I'm not a huge Jamaican guy. I do like Jamaican, but Rolling I love Barbados. Yeah, yeah, I love Barbados, and I love you know, the Costa Rican stuff. So then when or that's Nicaragua, done, you put the coffee in it, right? Yeah, when all the, after all that's done, then you throw the coffee in there, dude. I'm telling you, I think that would be just delicious. Yeah. We, dude, I, I really think you're on to something What if we here? use the Costa Rican bean with a Barbados barrel age? I can see if we can't reach out to Rolling Fork and see if they have another barrel. I, I bet they could do we that. We just created a, a brand. There you go. I yeah. like this. <laughs> Selling on the website, man. We'll have it at the coffee shop down there. Yeah, absolutely. Put it over at Pearl Street and get them to roll it out. You know, I don't know much about the games y'all play. I wonder if you dark. I'll come down there, man. I wonder if you dark roasted it. Like, could you almost make it into an espresso? You could, but the thing, the problem with the barrel aging and dark, like we do have a couple of dark roasts, but it's right. not like um, if you like a really dark roast, probably we, overtakes the overpowers it. It just well, it it, um, it takes away from the nuances it picks up from the barrel. Gotcha. So I mean, a lot of our stuff is medium roast, but the cocktail blends we do is a dark roast because. We're using two different barrels, and it, it, you can still let that shine through a little bit. Gotcha. But doesn't mean we won't try it and just see first. But the good thing is, have you ever done a cupping session as much? No, I'm, I, I've not. So I like coffee. I really do. I, and I lo- I'm like Andrew. I love local. Like, I mean, you know, I love going to Pearl Street. I love going to Heine Brothers. I love Starlight. You know, I'm an Indiana guy, so I, I'm talking Indiana brands. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if even Quills is still in downtown New Albany or not. But, I mean, I like Quills. I, but I like a more robust flavor. Like I like more of that dark roast. You know, you're gonna get, you're generally gonna roast. Get, yeah, you're generally gonna get a, a more flavor when you are local, because it's not as diluted. Let's I do think a it, podcast of cupping sessions, man. I'll bring, I'll, we'll bring some coffee. We'll do a cupping. When it's just like whiskey, I promise you. Cupping. I thought that's the shit they do to your skin whenever they're doing right? massages. No, 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 no. It's a. Is are you talking about the? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. It's a it's a slurp fest. So, so that's so that's <laughs> Bikey right. when he drinks when he drinks bourbon, dude. It like, is right. a slurp. Bikey fest. goes it. 
the first time, the yeah. first time I did a cupping session with him, right? Like, I mean, I mean, I like I said, I love coffee. I always fell in love, like always love coffee. But like, I go down there, he's like, we're doing a cupping session. I mean, you're weighing out your beans, your temperature waters, but even yep. the time limit, like so, how much time you do the the, the breaking of the crust, and yep. when you take that sip, this is gonna be really I, annoying. But I remember him was like, you got it. He's like, you you have to slurp it. Like, don't yep. don't feel weird. It's gonna feel really you gotta weird. Got to get the air in it. Yes. I don't want to do that with the whiskey. Yeah. Especially not that. Uh, so I got to give a but, shout Can I, I got to give a shout out real quick. That is a bad idea, man. I, don't I, I, I forgot he had that don't obtaining in that the cup. Whiskey, the, 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 the 150 yeah. proof. You can't slurp but, that. <laughs> but you know, so, you get the drift. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 but yeah, it's so natural. The person that taught me about all that was Matt Argo at Good Folks, who's down the street. They make amazing coffee. That's who we used for our first two years. And the, when I watched those guys do the the cupping sessions, it was it was it was mind blowing. They, it makes you feel bougie a little bit, but you know does. what I mean. Like yeah. I want to throw that pinky up when I do it. But I mean, they have like I even bought like cupping spoons, like. Everything. So I've watched somebody do it on Facebook or on not on Facebook, but on uh, YouTube one time, and I'm like, these dudes are like crazy. What are they doing, dude? And then Bikey told me that's what he did. I was like, oh my god, that's nuts. So hey, crazy. Hey, we had we had like eleven people doing this and they would they would put on a whiteboard the first thing they thought of when mm-hmm. they did it right and when they got done the, the the guy that roasted it would would say what the coffee was that they were drinking yeah. and he was right every time that's crazy well, I that was, was yeah that I was very this, crazy though, about it blew coffee. me away like even if you're like skeptical if you're listening to this you're like i don't know and but you drink coffee think about this you when you start your day every day with a cup of coffee I mean, that's, that's, that's everything, right? So think about that. How do you really want to start your day with just, uh, whether you like just to carry coffee or if you really want to start like, you know, off on the right foot, it's, it's a totally like cool thing to get into. Everybody has their own way of liking it. Exactly. Yeah. And it's same thing as whiskey. There's different for Scott, like if you're doing a French press. So what, what's yours in the morning? For me, um, so if I, if I have plenty of time, if I wake up your when my choice. alarm first goes off. If I have a, an absolute choice, I have fell in love with my vacuum coffee pots. I love a vacuum coffee. Wait, what do you put in it? Was it a Dyson? I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's actually <laughs> called a Cory. Uh, I fell in love, and this is just recently, I fell in love with some of these vintage, vintage coffee pots we got from uh, Rick Bronner. So funny thing, like he was a huge collector of like old coffee, but he came down with LAS, right? So um, God love it, man. Like man. he's still just keep on keeping on, man, but... He reached out to us and was like, hey, I see what y'all are doing. I know you're from the whiskey industry. It's like, I would love to. And we just giving them to us. Like, right. I mean, it's, it's a truly touching story about this guy. So I fell in love with these vacuum coffee pots. But before that, before that, if I'm, if I'm going to be like recent, I love a good French rest, man. It's the perfect thing, right? You heat up your water. I can pour it in there, go take my shower, come back, pour it out, put in my thermos, boom, I'm out the door, enjoy my cup of coffee, listen to my podcast on the so way to work. I so I was not a coffee drinker until I went to go visit our friends in Switzerland. And, like, the coffee over there, like, hits different, yep. dude. Oh, yeah, the Europeans way they make are... it and, you know, everything else. Like, espresso's espresso over oh, there. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like we do over here. And, and I didn't even realize all the science behind it. So, my, my, my youngest child actually works for one of the coffee shops over in, in Southern. He, he works at Starlight. And, 
and we always laugh about different things. And he's like, "Oh man, if you if you let the, if you let it go through the espresso machine more than like twenty or eighteen seconds, yes. whatever the number is, if you draw it after that, you got to just throw it away. It's just yep. no good." And I'm like, "What do you mean it's no good?" And like, I mean, like, there's so many idiosyncrasies. It's they the go to grain. coffee that I have no idea that right. it was, was that way. Yeah, so it's the it's the it's the it's the fineness of the of the uh, coffee grind affects how fast the water flows through it. Gotcha. And so there is a combination. So if you it, that's bad too. Yes, there's a how combination. Much area to it. Yeah. Yep. There's a certain combination of grams that the in temperature and the amount of water that flows through it, and that and that creates an optimal cup. Like think gotcha. about you can over understract your coffee, right? Depending on the temperatures, how fine the coarse grind, like how how, right. how well, the grind is. I, I'm, and I'll tell you the one reason why at Pearl Street we have a Black Eagle, which is we bought it used. Matt gave it as a deal at a good folks, but I think it brand new. It was like $55,000, but this thing is dialed in. Mm. You, it's digital. So it's got the, it, you press a button. It does the same thing. Every time you can dial it in base, but you, it, but you have to grind it correctly. Right. So if you grind the correctly, you get the right amount of water flow through and it hit, like you said, it hits every aspect of the coffee as it goes through. But it's crazy. It's just like whiskey, right? Depending on how fine you grind that grain, it's going to depend on how much sugar you get out of it, how yep. the cook's going to go. Right. But I will tell you, I, I love coffee. I can't do espresso, um, at least in the morning, because if I drink espresso, we're talking road rage. No, 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 you're right. right. Like, get over it. Well, <laughs> can I tell you what I drink in the morning? Can I, I tell you mine? Yeah. So, so when I get to Pearl Street, I do a drip coffee, a large, and I put... Uh, and I do this mostly because it's too hot. Right. I could drink it black if it wasn't so hot, but I put a little bit of oat milk and just a top it with a little bit of whipped cream. cream. That's it. And they call, they know when I come in, that's called a huge. And that's short what for usual. Right. Yeah. And they, I say, I walk in, I say, uh, are, do you guys have any uses today? And they go, I don't know, Andy. We might be out of uses. I need to check with Logan. Logan, do we have any uses? And Joe, Logan's like, I think we have at least one left. So we, that's a huge, and that's my, that's my morning is an oat, a little bit of oat milk and drip coffee with a, with top it with a little bit of whipped cream. I like oat milk mine too. So it's, for my use, it's usually just, uh, I don't use sugar cream or anything. I just like a little bit, or I mean, I don't, I use like my coffee with a, just a little splash of oat milk in it. Um, yeah. oh, but, it's oat milk. but I will tell you if, if, <laughs> if I have like a Saturday and I don't have to rush to work, I love a slow drip. Like I love, like I'll take the time do it. I love a slow drip if I not, if I'm not like. Oh yeah. I'll tell you another fun thing was uh one of my one of the one of my clients is um, <clears throat> a Cuban lady, and she owns a really cool business. And dude, I had no idea that Cuban coffee was the way that it was. Oh like, dude, I mean, like, dude, mm-hmm. that shit hits different too. So, coffee is amazing. Bourbon's amazing. They marry together so well, which is one of the reasons why I respect the hell out of what John's doing over at Stave and Bean and. And and I really appreciate those. Hey, I got to back you up on one thing. All right. I listened to a podcast recently where they were getting you crap for Louisville. Oh yeah. For Louisville. (laughs) Yeah, But let me tell you something. My dad who owned Louisville golf. Right. So he would always answer the phone, Louisville golf. And people would say, Oh, and they'd hang up (laughs) and he'd say, why are people hanging up? This is back in the eighties, you know? And finally he said, I know why they, they think they're calling the wrong place. Right. So my dad would say Louisville. Right. And I said, Dad, why do you want to say Louisville? He said, listen, when I answer the phone at Louisville Golf, it's Louisville Golf. Right. Because they had customers worldwide. Right. So Louisville is known worldwide as Louisville. Right. They don't understand Louisville. No. There is nothing wrong with saying Louisville. 
Well, I, I appreciate that because I, I catch so much grief about it. it <laughs> there and it's is mainly, nothing wrong and I, with And it. I even said, it's my <laughs> wife. My wife is like... Like corrected me a billion times over again that it's ingrained in my head that I say Louisville more than I say Louisville. Yeah, I um, like Louisville. I, I like both. I mean, yeah, honestly, fine. both's fine. Right. Yeah. yeah but I, but Louisville is the way we say. I had it. to Let's clear that up though. No, it's you're I, you're you. you I appreciate you're good. That, trust you're good, me. man. If you put Kentucky <laughs> behind it, people, I feel like people know. But I always tell people just say it like you have marbles in your mouth, Louisville. Yeah, there you go, marbles in your mouth. There yeah, you go. It's, it's, oh, that's man. how you say it. All right. So hey, guys, let's wrap this one up. If you want to, if you want to find Staven Bean. If you want to find Pearl Street Game Shop and Coffee House, how do they do that? We'll, we'll start with you, Andrew, and then we're go, we'll go to John. Uh, if you are in Louisville and you like to uh, exercise or take a walk, go across the walking bridge and take a left one block. If not, you can look us up on Instagram um, or on the internet. We are GameAndCoffee.com. Yep. And you're, you're on Pearl Street in Jeffersonville. In Jeffersonville, not New Albany. That's right. It's yep. beautiful down there in Jeffersonville. Seriously, they've Dude. done a lot of no, great it's, work. It's hopping. You can find anything and everything down yeah, there. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a good spot right now. Yep, absolutely. Stave and Bean. Yeah, if you want to catch Stave Bean, we do have an e-commerce website. You can come on our website, www.staveandbean.com. Check out all our different coffee, barrel-aged coffees we have. Um, you'll soon be able to find us at Pearl Street Game and Coffee House as well. Um, we're going to work on a couple things here uh, soon to do some stuff down there. You can also catch us at Instagram on Staven Bean, and then you'll actually find some, some pictures of me coming down there to Pearl Street beating them all in these board games they're talking about. It's competitive, man. It's it's on. We'll, He's going to beat us in Dominion. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll do it. I don't know what Dominion is, but you know what? I catch on quick, man. I'm all about the so, camaraderie and all that kind do of the, stuff. Do, do you have Smell-O-Vision on the website so I can sm- like scratch and sniff? Don't, don't you know? Smell-O-Vision, but if, you know what? I'll even throw this one. If you're really curious, you can also come down to um, Kentucky Peerless Distillery. I have a, I work down there too as well as their single barrel curator and I have a little coffee stand. So if you want to come down there and taste some whiskey and uh, check out some different coffees as well, come on down there. Good deal. If you want to find Bourbon Barrel Talk, you know how to do it. Get us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the all, all the social medias. Email us at bourbonbarreltalk at gmail.com. Don't forget, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google, y- you know how to find us. This is Scott, Andrew, and John signing off. Peace out. Peace. Later.